Welcome, everybody. It's Pastor Nick and Pastor Kim, and this is your 30-minute burn brought to you by Firehouse Community Church. All right, guys, this is um, we're kind of taking a, a brief break in the midst of our kingdom relationship series or relationship series. And we are going to talk about a warning. We just my wife and I, we were just feeling like we, we really feel like the Lord wants us to bring a warning to the body of Christ as we are pursuing these kingdom relationships, pursuing kingdom dating, pursuing kingdom friendship, all that stuff. Um, because, listen, things are going to happen and you need to know how to navigate them. The one major thing that we want to avoid, however, is gossip. And it's one of those things that my wife and I were discussing and then had an encounter with somebody randomly and it just brought it all up again not that they were gossiping but or anything like that but we just encountered somebody um or my wife had encountered somebody just out as she was just out and uh it just she remembered and things got brought back and it was like oh man absolutely we got to we got to talk about this because um we want these kingdom relationships to last it was a few people actually over the past week where I found um, the topic of gossip was coming up and, you know, not that they were actually doing it, any of them, but I found myself just feeling really prompted to warn them about it or to, um, to tell them to warn the people that they were talking to about it because I just feel like the Holy Spirit's been bringing it up a ton. And um, basically there's, there's lots of things that we can do to build holy relationships according to the gospel to build um relationships that look like our king and his kingdom which is love which is peace which is unity which is humility and grace you know ephesians chapter 4 says be be kind to one another tender hearted toward each other forgiving each other you know um that's the way that we're meant to live in relationship and the thing is, everybody wants to be in those kinds of relationships where the person that you're loving or that you're relating to in your friendship and your relationship, you want them to be kind, you know, with your brokenness, with your hurt places. We want them to be tender hearted when we expose our pain. We want them to be forgiving when we make a mistake, when we say or do the wrong thing. Um, we all can agree on it from the receiving end. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the giving side that looks interesting and uh, <laughs> talk about it yeah. <laughs> and you're right i did see someone out there brought it back to my mind and in you know in community conversations brought it to my mind and, and i was like man i thought back over my life and how you know i was talking to my husband like you know people come and they think about their pain you know they think about their past hurts we talked about church hurt in a, in a different podcast on a previous podcast and how I equated it to family hurt like you don't see anybody that's an adult that grew up in a family be like do you have family hurt did any of your siblings ever hurt you did they right did any right, of your cousins exactly. ever do you wrong like be, did you ever feel betrayed like did, did mom or dad ever talk to you in a harsh tone did mom or dad ever yell at you right. which is really like no nobody asked that question because it is a very rare person that did not feel hurt or betrayed or or neglected or or in some other way offended by a member of their biological family that's part of why the holidays are so interesting it's joyful and yet there might be any kind of drama brewing first of all (laughs) what i think you call interesting other people just try to avoid right so i'm just i'm trying to be positive here (coughs) (coughs) 
That's funny. Yeah, you know, but it's like it's the stuff that Netflix movies are made of. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right, like right. The whole family dynamic, but we we get it, and because we get that, that's what family is. We still love, right? In the midst of it, if we've received Christ and we've learned how to forgive, we we still love those broken people. So so can it, all right. So let me ask you a question because I want to try to put it as plain Jane as possible. Um, because I think you know everybody kind of wants to just hear the f- matter of factness of it and then we can get into the details mm. so i know there's other there's lots of other factors uh, that we can talk about that that dis- i don't want to say help to disintegrate relationships um but i i would on, we would all probably clearly say the largest most distinguished of all of those beasts would be gossip um Define for us what gossip is Mm. because people sometimes have a difficult time because they've been in a world or grew up in an environment. Like I'll give you an example for myself in a, in, in a lot of Latino communities, gossip is conversation. A lot of communities. Well, yes, but I'm just going to talk about my own personal experience where, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a little boy you know, my mom and everybody's making tamales and drinking wine and gossiping about their husbands and their well, whatever else is going on. So, you know, for some of us, gossip was something that we grew up with thinking it was just normal conversation. For others, um, there's n- they, they don't view gossip as something, uh, as, as anything until it's harsh. So well, define for us what gossip, what gossip actu- is. actually is. Um, yes, yes. So what is gossip? Gossip is speaking negatively. Is sh- is shining a negative light. Boys in the hood might say throwing shade on a person <laughs> in secret. It You're is. Funny. You're funny. It is literally uh, a whisper that is slander. It's a secret slander. A secret slander. Um, and gossip is, is, um, the reason why we called it like what Pastor Nick calls it the biggest beast is because not because it is the biggest impact blow for blow, but because it's so common, um, it's insidious in that it just kind of sneaks up as something that seems less intrusive, less dangerous, but it actually, it's, it's like smoke. It suffocates. You know, it doesn't look like much, but when it starts to fill the system, it starts to fill fill the lungs, it chokes out, it chokes the life out of communities and out of friendships. Um, And so that's why we call it like the biggest beast, not because it has bigger impact than say, I don't know, adultery, right? But it does have um, this presence that can suddenly go from being invisible to feeling like it's everywhere and it's really common and it is something that goes under the radar a lot so for a lot of people what i just described as gossip you're like well what does that mean if you're saying what does that mean there's a good chance you have maybe been exposed to a culture of gossip um gossip is definitely considered a way of bonding amongst a lot of people so like even at work you know one of the quickest ways to get in at work in a lot of places is to gossip about the other people at work talk or about the, the boss. boss 
I was going right. to talk about the boss. <laughs> talk about the boss. You know, you say something negative about them. You make a joke about them. You say something that bothered you or that annoyed you. And then that can be like a quick way to get like a chuckle out of the next person. Um, and so even there, gossip actually became the foundation of your workplace relationship. You know, um, <clears throat> the best, I don't know how to put it. Man, I just, this is going to sound extreme but it's the only thing that the Lord keeps bringing up to my mind is a word picture around gossip. And that's what happened with Noah. So Noah finds himself drunk because, well, everybody says Noah was a, was a, was an alcoholic. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? no, if you read the Bible and there was an insidious act that got Noah drunk and I'm not going <clears> to <throat> go into the depth depths of it, because it was it's very intense and nothing to be talked about over a family show <coughs> family podcast excuse <laughs> me guys just so you guys know <clears throat> i'm getting over being a little bit uh sick and so please excuse the coughs or the uh clearing of my throat or something like or anything like that um but uh hold on um, so anyways, long and the short of it, um, Noah, he had, um, a situation where he got drunk and something happened, but his sons w noticed him naked and instead of, um, going back and talking about what had happened with their dad, they walked backwards and then covered him so they wouldn't see his nakedness. And then carried him out, mm -hmm. and that's the best word picture that I can say that that is is gossip would be to see to see their to see someone's father naked, knowing what had just happened, and then sitting there like, well, look what he did. Why did he do it? So, which is what the first son, which did. is what the first son did, and he received a curse actually. And he was, well, there's a whole lot of things the scripture says about gossip, but you know, mm -hmm. um, and then the second son comes in and is like, but that's I need to cover my father. And goes in, walks in backwards. That, so he, so he, what the scripture says, does not see his shame, meaning his nakedness. Yeah. And and covers him, covers him up, and then carry, carries him out. And so, gossip, what it'll do is it will see someone's nakedness and expose it. And that's really what gossip does. And though we might not call it <clears throat> nakedness, it's taking someone's raw emotion, someone's confidential conversation some somebody's um intimate um actions so, like you might have you might not even know that it's real but it there's might be a hint of truth to it or it might be 100 percent lie but it's being represented as the truth and you will try to expose somebody as naked in front of everybody else or whoever you're talking to just to feel a part of something or to feel as if you're superior to. And, and this is where the Lord takes great issue. Because our job as believers is to actually cover our brothers and sisters. To call them up higher. Even if something is going on that's wrong. To cover them. And to cover their nakedness. To cover their shame. And then to actually draw them into a closer relationship with Christ. Rather than talk about them. Right. And so, and I do want to talk about that, right? I mean, there's something there, you know, people might, we can judge God as harsh, but honestly, 
what position are we in or what pride to judge God. What happened with Noah when his son Ham saw him naked and then went outside and told his brothers instead of covering him. Um, and then his brothers hearing essentially the gossip, the slander, went in backward and covered him and came back out. Yeah. They had done the honoring thing. Instead of going and talking about it and spreading it to the rest of the family, they covered him. And that's what Ham didn't do. Um, and there was trouble in that for Ham and his descendants. And it's true. It's not about God being angry, but that thing in us that would go and mock people, that will go and share instead of covering them, instead of helping, um, that does bring that does produce something like a curse in our life. It does bring yeah. something of negativity and something of distrust and disloyalty. That stuff all attracts things like itself. Um, so, you know, someone who wants to be able to trust others and wants to have friends who are, who are good and loving can't be the kind of person that's going to go and uncover those person's faults and mistakes and, and just tell everyone instead of going into prayer. Now, again, I feel like always the need to say this. We are not talking about abuse. Abuse is a different case. Yeah. If you or <coughs> someone you know is suffering abuse, you absolutely need to speak up to someone in authority to say something. Absolutely. We are not discussing abuse. But we're talking about your regular everyday situation. And so just to go back to one of the first concepts that I was mentioning – you know, everyone likes that Ephesians 4 reality of tenderhearted and forgiving. And we really want people to treat us that way, to be kind toward us and tenderhearted and forgive us when we make mistakes. And what happens is sometimes people get so caught up in their pain that they don't realize that they have taken on habits that have made them skillful at hurting others. Mm. Because we can be so focused on how the situation hurt us that we miss the painful habits we've learned. And so um, one of the things that we were talking about earlier in the week was, so that's why we were talking about church hurt. You know, lots of times people will come out of a, a community, could be a family, could be a workplace, but we're, we're a church, so we're talking about church. Um, they come out of a situation and what they remember was what that leadership did or what their peers did or didn't do or the gossip. They might even call out gossip mm -hmm. as something that was hurtful and painful. <coughs> and they so hate it. You know, they so hate what happened. But their defense mechanism is gossip. But they don't realize that they have actually learned and become like that environment. Yeah. And so even when they get into a good community, Instead of because because of what they learned in that painful time, instead of getting into a good community and learning to be to trust and to be vulnerable and to be open with their faults and with their concerns, they retreat. They hold their concerns in from the from their leadership, from the people they should share it with. And then they go out around in the community and whisper. Did you see this? What do you think about that? Or what do you think about this church? Or what do you, oh, no, oh did yeah. you see what so-and-so did? And I don't like I that. Mean, and I'm That's the thing. You know, we've experienced, you know, on both ends of this this spectrum mm -hmm. um, where people would have come on in and and uh, had their conversations about us, yeah. you know. Um, or others. Or others, exactly. Yeah. You know, when we were submitted to other other houses and serving other houses 
you know, in our in our ignorance, at least I'll just chalk it up to mine. I, I, can't, I can't speak for everybody, but at least in my ignorance, because I didn't do, I've never I didn't do the church thing before. I didn't I didn't know what it was. You know, it was definitely lots of conversation about upper management. Right, and what was wrong, and what, and what was wrong, right. and what they were wearing, and what they should have worn, and what they d- and didn't you know do. What? Not just within your own community, right? It was but, every community. But even like even as just pastors, just just we might be at a football game, we might be right. at the store, and someone will see us that knows us, and will like start venting to me about what they don't like about their current pastor. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you in like a decade. What's up? You know, and so and even in that. Here's the thing. When we were younger, what we used to do is let people vent, right? Right. Because we didn't want to be mean and we right, didn't want right, to isolate right. them. Well, that's what we were taught. And we thought this is what, but it was people pleasing. That's it man pleasing, pleasing, guys. Yes. Check it out. Don't worry about causing an offense when they're already offended. What they need is a different perspective. Come on. They don't need someone to help them continue in their offense. They need someone to br- to revive them to come back to the kingdom perspective. To and come back to the gospel. And if you don't have, recognize that if you don't have the wisdom enough to bring them out, to, to direct them to a person that should. So, because I've been in situations where I don't have the wisdom for their for their particular issue. So instead of feeding into it, I'll say, you know, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Why don't you take that to your leadership? Or why don't you take that to somebody like a blank blank in mm-hmm. your life? So. Yeah. And the key in that is you stopped it. Cause right. Because even if, you know, when sometimes when people share their pain or what they're suffering from or imagine themselves suffering from, it might be more than we can, like, minister to. You may not have, you don't have to be in a position to counsel them. But what we should do is not allow them to keep sharing. Because the scripture says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And what a person, what we're doing, even though we don't realize it, when we're gossiping, when we're speaking against leadership or when we're speaking against our peers and when we're, just speaking against whole communities, even governments, and we're just venting our negative emotions, we're speaking death. And it's not going to bring anything but more of itself back. And so what we what we do, and this takes a lot of bravery. This takes boldness and it takes faith. But what we actually need to do is lovingly interrupt that person and say, hey, if you really feel, if you really believe these things, then you should speak to someone who can impact change in this. Yeah. You should speak to this girl. <coughs> Do you want me to be with you? Do you need some help? You should speak to this leader. You should speak to this coworker. Start praying now and God will give you wisdom. Because what the scripture says is if we have a fault, if someone is is has offended us, we should go to them directly. And if they won't listen, we should bring one or two with us. And then if not, then we should go to the church, which means going to the leadership within the kingdom concerning that person. But we only do that when there's really an offense, and that will help people to see the difference between something that may be a little petty or totally subjective and something that really is an issue that needs to be addressed. You know, <coughs> one of the other things that I uh, dealt with young in the faith and really had no no one teaching me about these things, so I'm very grateful that we have been given this opportunity and this platform to be able to give somebody some wisdom um, because I wasn't afforded that opportunity is when we is when I start first started hearing from the Lord and getting prophetic insight over people. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. And (coughs) 
it was, you know, God shows you people's stuff. And I didn't know how to handle it. And so I would just be like, well, what am I supposed to, like, I'd just be asking random people, like, what am I supposed to do if this person got this and this person got that? And along the way, unintentionally, I hurt people. I didn't mean to. It wasn't, a, it wasn't, I didn't know what to do. Um, and so because I was untrained and was given a gift, uh, it, it, it led to some people being hurt. And I've done my due diligence and my best to try to make recompense with those people and repent to them and show th- and tell them that I am sorry. Um, I spent actually probably three years trying to find everybody, track them down. But um, that being said, yeah, you know, when especially for those that are just getting into the prophetic, just getting into understanding of what prophecy is, the vast majority of what God shows you is for the purpose of prayer. So it's not to discuss, it's actually the opposite. It's to take before the Lord so that those things can be searched out with him. Because God is God is, 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 is the giver of life. And so, you know, just like you said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. But he, you know, the scripture says, choose life. That's perfect. So, so what you're saying is if you're coming, you're, you're coming along in the Lord and you begin to get insight about people around you. Yeah, or even yourself. Yeah, what should you do? Yeah, like because there's been there was things that you know, I I was open with about myself to people, and they took it as and they took it and ran with it as gossip. So, mm. you and know, they turned it into they gossip turned it into you. gossip against me. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like you know, you, you got to understand that it's the secret place for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, the secret place isn't just so that you can you know have secret time with the Lord. The secret place is because things that are there are supposed to be secret between you and him. Unless he's given instruction or wisdom or delegation on what to do with a particular subject matter, the vast the vast majority of what is held in the secret place is to remain secret in the secret place. And so it's for the purpose of prayer. It's for the purpose of intercession. I'll give you an example. Um, there was a leader in my life whom I love dearly who was who I had discerned was going through a very difficult season. And um, the Lord had shown me some things that were going on, but I had at this particular point been in the walk, been in my walk long enough and made enough mistakes to where I was like, okay, I'll just pray. And um, as I just prayed for the man, you know, loved on him from a distance, every just bought him coffee every time I saw him, you know, just loved on him knowing that the Lord had given me something to pray for him for, there came an opportunity to where he came to me and said, brother, and opened up. Mm. And when he had opened up, I felt the release from the Lord to share with him all the things that I had been praying for. And that broke, that broke something open in him That's good. because I wasn't in, in a good way because it, because it showed him that the Lord had people on the wall for him without him asking that had discerned something that decided to, instead of talking about him, which other, a lot of people had been doing to just pray for him and his heart and his courage. And so, yeah. you know, there's, there's lots of opportunity. Listen, we're all, here's the thing, guys, everybody, listen, come on in close to your radios or you, or you turn it on, turn the volume up a little bit more. You know, just, I got something I got to share with you real close. You're going to mess up and it's okay. Just know that. You're going to mess up. This is this conversation is not about condemnation. 
This conversation is about is about conviction and us going higher in the Lord and us just being warned, hey, let's not go down this road. So please know that this that what we're talking about is important for you, for your growth. It's important for us, for my for my wife and myself, that we maintain these things and these boundaries because we love people and we want people to feel loved. And so so yeah, I mean so Pastor Kim, um I know we only got about five more minutes, close to it anyways. Uh, how do you want to wrap this, this, this time up? That's a great question. And one that I clearly did not anticipate. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. Look, I know that there's a lot. I mean, there's things to say, right? Yeah, there's, there's lots there's of things to say. There's plenty to say. And, and so just listening to the Lord, you know, I just keep, I just really feel that emphasis on pain. It's really important not to take our pain as license to do whatever we want. Right. It's really important to bring our pain and come to the place of forgiveness because, and people who are hurting do not like to hear that word sometimes. And when we take, when we make an identity out of our pain, we don't want to hear the word <laughs> forgiveness spoken too much. Mm, so true. But if it still hurts, um, we still need to keep pressing forgiveness. We still need to keep pressing through until we can honestly say that that person or those people do not owe us anything anymore. Um, or otherwise, that same concept otherwise stated. Otherwise, the pain will not be completely healed. This is just a spiritual principle, guys. This is a spiritual reality. You have to forgive if you want God to fully and completely heal you from something that's happened in your yeah, past, that's good. You have to forgive first because unforgiveness, once you're in Christ and you've received forgiveness from God, unforgiveness is an act of disobedience mm. and the disobedience, the sin of it will not allow you to move forward into the supernatural healing. And there is a spiritual healing available for every wound of the soul. Yeah. Every wound of your soul, of your spirit, of your inner man or inner woman can be healed by the power of God. Every memory can be healed, every feeling, every emotion, all of it, even physical uh, healing can be manifest. But it does require forgiveness and the forgiveness needs to go as deeply as the wounding went in the first place. Yeah. So we can't give a shallow prayer of forgiveness for something that deeply afflicted us. We have to... Um, we have to allow that forgiveness to go in very deep. And why am I saying that? Because if we do not embrace forgiveness, we will have bitterness. And the root of bitterness will seem to go away for seasons, but it will keep springing up again and trouble our lives. And one of the things, the biggest things that leads to gossip is bitterness that comes from um, issues where we have resentment that's buried deep inside from things, from pain that, the situation hasn't been completely forgiven and healed. And so it's one of those things where even if you don't want to gossip, but you find you can't go without it, there's probably some pain and some forgiveness that needs to be dealt with. And why? Because it will sabotage those healthiest relationships that you really want to flourish. And we don't want to have weeds in our garden that are choking out the most beautiful flowers. Mm. That's so Amen. good. Amen. Uh, I would only add this. Um, you know, scientists have proven that cells have memory, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's because I mean, God is cool like that. But 
you know, just as um, when you speak to a glass of water over a certain amount of time, negative things, that glass of water turns black. Versus when you speak to a glass of water the same amount of time, positive things, that glass of water stays clear. It's an experiment. You can look it up. Um, I heard about the one where the negative water killed the plants. Yeah. And the water where they spoke positively, the plants lived longer. Yeah. The whole point is words are powerful. And even words spoken to you are powerful. And so some, I, I, I believe, and I know this to be true, that sick, sicknesses are attached to unforgiveness. Yes. So, guys, when, we, when we're talking about gossip, it, listen, it, it can wound for generations. It can. It's not a small thing to just flippantly talk about somebody. You have no idea where that person has been, what they've gone through, what their families have gone through. And even something as simple as why did they wear that mm-hmm. could turn yeah. somebody into, into the opposite direction yeah. of where they need to be because it's a trigger for them. Absolutely. And so, listen, when we're trying to love people and love where, and love where they are and love who they are and having good community and we want all those kingdom relationship benefits, guys, we also have to realize that there's absolute worldly negatives that we're trying to bring into the, into the kingdom that need to, st- that need to stop. And the number one thing is gossip. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say before we go. Love, love. Is, uh, yeah. The last thing I'm going to say before we go is if you have that problem and you know it, go to your pastors. For those in the firehouse community, you know where the leadership team is. Come to any one of us. We'd love to talk with you and minister to you. For those of you that might not be in firehouse, but you know that you have gossiped over the years and you have had an issue with gossip, please talk to your leadership. Talk to your pastors. Yeah. And do your best to repent as often as you can. Because listen, guys, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not a TV show. It it does produce something that's damaging. It really is true. And it's not just speaking gossip that's dangerous. It's also hearing it. Yeah. It's also listening to it. There's no such thing as I just listen, but I don't repeat it. When you listen, it is affecting you on the inside. It is changing the way you see the gossiper and the person or people being gossiped about. It's never uh, mute or void or uh, fails to produce something. It is producing something in the hearer, so don't even hear it. So, yeah, the last thing, just 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 to piggyback on what Pastor Kim said, and we might go over 30 seconds over the 30 minutes, but um, listen, guys, listening gives it license. Mm. listening gives it license and we don't want it to have license in any part of the community. So we love you. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Uh, Hopefully this helped. If you need anything, let us know. We love you. Bless you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.